Welcome to the 6 Minute Abs podcast. My name is Abby, aka 6 Minute Abs, and I will be your host along this fitness and wellness journey. Join me as I share the ups and downs of my personal wellness ride and shed light on some exciting, adventurous, and at times outrageous health topics. The show does not intend to offer any medical advice. I only aim to provide entertainment and to inform. You should always consult a registered doctor before beginning any treatment or on any topic that concerns your physical and mental health and well-being. Furthermore, you will not achieve a full set of abs in six minutes. Believe me, I've tried. Hello, good evening, good morning, good afternoon to everybody listening. It's your girl, Abby, Six Minute Abs here once again. And today I've got a really special guest all the way from the States. Um, he is the host of the See It Through pod, no, See Through It podcast. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> no but yes, the one and only Brian Sales. Woohoo! Hey, Brian. Hey, how are you? You said it right. <laughs> I did. I said it right. Yay. <laughs> so, for everybody listening, before we started this, I had to ask how to pronounce Brian's surname. And I thought it was going to be something really, really fancy and Sailors and all of that kind of thing. No, it's just Sales. So I was, I was safe. (laughs) So Brad, where are you from in the States? Where am I from? Right now I am currently living in Virginia, but I was born in Alabama. Um, Went all over America almost. So yeah, I was born in Alabama, but right now I live in Virginia. I just moved from Vienna. So from Vienna? From Indiana. Oh, from Indiana. Sorry, I was like, Vienna, Austria. <laughs> no, no, I haven't been all over the world. Well, some places, but I haven't been all over the world. Oh, okay. So just fresh in from Indiana. Now you're there. Okay, cool. So can you tell me a little bit about your podcast, what it's about, what people can expect to hear from your channel? My podcast is about just giving a different perspective on life and on different situations that is going on in, in our daily lives. Uh, I was so tired of seeing the news and different things just push one side instead of just giving us the information and letting us decide how we feel about it and how we interpret it. And so on my show, I tried to you, you know just give a different um, perspective and an objective, unbiased, not pulling on your emotional strings, just giving you how it is and then you decide from there on, should I be feeling a certain way? Should I be emotional? You know, just, and that's basically the whole show, just a clean, objective, unbiased, no, you're going to feel this way and that's it, none of that. (laughs) No, that's really amazing because not only can the news be super biased, but it can also be really negative at times. That's what Absolutely. I've found. It, it can really, really bring a person down. Absolutely. A hundred percent. It makes you want to throw your TV away. Completely. Completely. <laughs> and your radio and everything. <laughs> Get rid of it all. But yeah, my show, I, I try to be, I try to push positivity and try to push how can I improve. Basically talking about how I went through things and, Hopefully, people take that and be try to implement that into their own lives to be better. So, okay, that's absolutely amazing. 
So is there any kind of like starting point that pushed you to choose that kind of topic for, was there something that compelled you to talk about this? Well, it's, I wanted to do like a live show podcast for like, I want to say back in like 2010. And after just, you know, like constantly talking about it, I finally, I don't know what happened. Something happened on the news and I was like, I am done. I think actually, I think I was watching a sports network and I watched them argue back and forth, like yelling at each other for 10 minutes. And the points that they were making were just, I couldn't even understand how they were coming to these points. And I was like, I'm done. <laughs> so I decided to make my own show and just talk about things, letting people know, hey, we can have a discussion and we can agree to disagree. We don't have to hate each other. We don't have to like bash each other over the head to make someone approve my point or approve your point. We don't have to do that. We can have a conversation. Okay, I see what you're going, what you're saying, and that's it. So, and that's what I'm sorry. I have to, I have to do this. Wow. So, ten years in the making. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, ten years. I just. Yeah, 10 years. I did, wow. I didn't even put a number. That is a 10 years in the making. Absolutely. I was just fed up. And when you get fed up, you finally, you, you want to do something. So mm. I did something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my word. No, that's really, really cool. Okay, so obviously we're in two completely different places. I'm in South Africa. You're in the States. And the one thing that we've got super, super duper in common is COVID-19. So COVID-19 has completely rocked the world as we know it. So how has it affected America? Because we obviously hear all sorts of different stories coming in about the States, about, you know, Trump not being so serious about it. And then I listen to other podcasters who also in isolation and I'm like, okay, so um, is it varying from state to state? What's going on? Well, it, it does vary from state to state. Um, the country is definitely divided. Um, there's no unity on this conversation. There's, there are people that don't believe in it. Um, there's people that, you know, fear it a lot. And there's people that, you know, they and they understand it, but they don't think it's uh, to the degree that the news and everyone else is trying to push it. So um, it varies from state to state. And there's some states that are completely open. There's some states that never, never, never even shut down. Um, oh, wow. Anything. There's other states, super strict. Um, it, it's, it's, it's very different. When, and when you look at the other countries and how they do things, it, it's totally different how America went by. Uh, mm. Other countries, like they're in, they're in unison and how, what they want to do, and there's no really kickback or anything. Everyone's following, following what they need to do so they can get back to normal life. Here, it's totally different. They're trying to, it seems like the American government is trying to push this as the new norm. Like, they want us to be inside. They, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's totally different. Yes, it's quite weird, hey? It's a completely yeah. new normal, if you want to put it like that. The state government said that he said, I want you guys to get used to the new norm. I was like, and I heard that and I was like, absolutely not. This is not my new norm. I, mm. I would never as 
the new norm. So it's, it makes you question different agendas, what's really going on, mm. uh, what do we know that they're not telling us, what, they're, what are they coming up with later on. So I don't know. That, the American people are definitely divided on this yeah. topic. <laughs> so what for you has been the most demanding thing, like the most um, difficult thing to face during COVID, during the lockdown? The most difficult thing has been the restriction of my movement. Uh, I can't just go to the store. Uh, if I go to the store, I have to be mindful of what store I'm going to because uh, some stores want you to stand, like they have only a 10 person limit. So that means I could be standing outside all day trying to yeah. grocery store. Um, some stores, at first they had set up where you had to follow a path to navigate through the store. So I'm like, ugh, don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> other stores, <laughs> it, it was just the restriction of movement, um, the freedom of choice to go places was taken away. That I think just being inside, and I mean, like I said, I was in the Navy and I spent nine months on a boat. Mm. So restriction of movement didn't really bother me, but knowing that like I'm at home and I can't go where I want to go that takes a toll on me and not being able to work out and do things mm -hmm. it just it does something to you mentally and I think that's the hardest part just the restriction of moving not being not being able to move as you want to yeah so yeah, I know I'm exactly the same. So I've personally, I've worked from home for two years now. So this hasn't been so different for me. But the minute someone says, no, you can't, I'm like, well, I'm going to. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. That, That's that, exactly what I want to do. <laughs> when you're told that you can't do something because of, not because it's illegal, just because of precaution and in my, I feel like the fear, the the fear of something happening is just like, well, that's okay if you're scared or that you want to, you know, take part in this. That's fine. But don't stop me from living the way I want to live and be able to go shopping. And, you know, I, I want to be able to do these things. Yeah. And if, if something happens to me, then that's on me. Yeah. You know, don't punish you for, for someone else smoking and getting lung cancer. You know, like... I don't see how, I don't, it's crazy, <laughs> it's crazy. So on your channel, and one of the biggest things that we're facing right now is the, the impact that COVID has had on sports and the sporting, just the whole sporting world. So on your channel, you have a lot of episodes dedicated to sports. Now, as a South African, our sports that we follow are very different to you guys. So we've got like rugby, you've got football, we've got cricket, you've got baseball, you know. So can you tell me a little bit about your favorite sport to follow in the States and why? My favorite sport, uh, well, my favorite sport is college football. Um, okay. Yeah, that's, the passion is unmatched. Uh, the, the drive of these young, the young people that are trying to get to the next level, you can see it on the field. And then the fans that crowd the stadiums, they, they pack these stadiums like, 100,000 people can fit in the stadium. They, they go over that. And the, the, the madness for the game is just the energy. You, you, it can't be recaptured in anything that I uh, – uh, soccer. I do like soccer. 
But college football is the sport that I follow a lot. I love college football. Um, NFL football, I'm not too fond of because I feel like the players are kind of entitled or they've already made it. So they don't go 100% all the time. So, but college football is definitely the one because, you know, the kids are trying to get to the next level. They're putting, they're giving it their all. They love the game and they want to get to the next level, their dream. So they, they putting it all in there and it's just something to watch. It's, it's amazing. That is amazing. So college football, that's like just kids in school, in college playing. And it's a huge thing. It's a huge thing. That's incredible. <laughs> it is a huge thing. Uh, right now, a lot of the American people are worried they don't know if we're going to have it this upcoming fall because of the COVID. So yeah. people don't know if there's going to be fans in the stands or uh, if different states are going to even allow uh, these uh, schools to even play because of, you know, like different states are, are open and then there's other states that are completely closed. So we don't know what's going to happen coming this fall. Uh, but there are a lot of people and uh, like I have on Twitter and there's a lot of people that want college football to come back. Um, not so many really care about the NFL, but college football, they definitely want to come back. That's so, incredible. No wonder everybody guns for college scholarships whenever yeah. I watch movies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. They that love sense. <laughs> Very exciting. Very exciting. Okay, so as a sports fan, how has the lack of sporting events affected you? Are you one of the guys that has like the pre-game ritual and you've got like everything going on and you've got your certain little like rituals that you follow on sport day? Game day, not sport day. <laughs> game day, yeah, game day. Uh, I guess my the if I had a pre-game ritual, it would be, you know, waking up early on Saturday morning. They have a game day show that starts about eight or nine. And they, they go to a certain campus, whichever the, the biggest game of the week is going to be. They go to that campus and it's tons of people out there. So I guess that's my ritual, watching that and, and just seeing all the craziness and all the fans and the different um, different regions of the country uh, cook their specialties. Like different regions specialize in different things and cook. And, it, and it's just amazing to see that. But uh, other than that, I don't really have a pregame ritual. And... How's it affected it? People are tired of seeing COVID on the TV. And now um, with the current events that's taking place in America, we just have more division. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but there was a police officer that killed a, a black man here. So yes, yeah. that's all over the news. And uh, a lot of states, a lot of people in different states are rioting, destroying things. So we have, so you have a lot of people that's been cooped up inside the house that's been told they can't do this. They can't go there. You have to wear this, uh, and all of that. And then, so you get that pushed on you for 20, 24 seven from the news and all that. And then something like this happens right at the beginning of summer when things are trying to warm up and hopefully you're trying to get back out and then this happened. And so it's definitely affected it a lot. Uh, people want something different. Um, and I believe sports could be that thing, but I don't know if we won't get there. We have a lot of division being pushed, and it's crazy right now. It's crazy. 
Yeah, shame. I actually, I've been seeing that a lot in the news, the article that you just spoke about. It's really, really devastating. It, it really hurt my heart to just see that. I was like, that's so backwards. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's just getting worse. So if things, if things can come down, calm down, and if sports can come back, maybe that will unite. Because sports is a uniter. Um, people from all different races and different cultures come yeah. together to so, and their favorite players, I think, that definitely could unite a whole country, you know. But right now, everything's up in up in the air. We have the, the COVID, and then we have this. So, so on a bit of a lighter note, you did say um, the meals from all around the different states and whatever. What's your meal? My meal, but for the games. Yeah. For the games, it's crazy because I, I love all all types of food. But, like, I, I think my go-to meal for some reason, and I, I don't think it's on purpose, but college football on Saturday, I'm always eating nachos. I thought you were <laughs> going to say that. <laughs> I'm always eating nachos on Saturday. It's, it's pretty amazing. And, I like, I don't get tired of it until after the season. I'm like, we'll do nachos every other month or something like that. But, you need a break between <laughs> seasons. It's weird. Like you, I don't, I, I don't notice it while the season is going on. But thinking about it, I definitely eat nachos every Saturday. Like every <laughs> Saturday. Yeah. That's brilliant. Oh, I love that. Okay. Obviously, COVID has affected the players being able to get out and play and everything. But how do you think the virus has affected the sporting community as a whole? Like, what do you think the long-term effects of COVID are going to be on the professional sports scene in America? Oh, that's a good I would have to say people might be paranoid. The players, they might be paranoid. You know, at the game, sometimes players hand their items to kids or, you know, high-five people and all that. They're, they're signing things. I don't know if that'll happen again. I, I, I don't know if they'll get, they, they will want to be close. And not because they just want to protect themselves because they also have family. So they don't, you don't know who has it or you don't know. And that whole thing of not knowing is the scary part about it and you have all these people and and i was thinking about it earlier like what if someone coughs at a game and like they go in you know sometimes you have those coughing fits all just out of nowhere you just you don't get strong you just start coughing and then people sitting beside you looking at you like <laughs> you that person <laughs> yeah and and so now you have people are panicking or looking like mm. whoa what is going on here so i don't i it's definitely going to change and the paranoia that's going to surround it is going to be like a thick cloud because anytime someone sneezes or coughs or, or, or looks sick, it's just like, I don't know. And so I, I don't know if we return back to normal, but it's definitely going to be weird. It, mm. People are going to look at people differently. Yeah. You sneeze or cough. Everyone is going to look at you. Like the host yeah. is going to look and point. He's over there. <laughs> yeah. Over. It's going to turn from kiss cam to sneeze cam. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Avoid that guy. 
avoid that guy. Get him out of here right now. Yeah, that is, and I can definitely see that happening. I can definitely yeah. see that. Yeah, it is. It's strange to think of, like, because now obviously kids in South Africa are going back to school on Monday, and they've got to, yeah, they've got to set up the classrooms so that the kids are two meters apart. So. Obviously, imagine that happening in like a, a football stadium. Like your fans have to be two meters apart. Yeah, that would definitely take the attendance down. And so many stadiums, like I know there's two NFL teams that just got a new stadium. They won't be able to pay for that stadium if they have to space everyone out. Wow. I didn't even think about that part. That, yeah, the, the spacing. Will there be spacing? Yeah, that's another thing to think of, the economic um, benefits, not benefits, sorry, the economic knocks that this is going to have on sports because will they reduce the tickets that they sell? Will they allow less people into the stadiums? It's it's going to be very strange. I didn't even think about that. I, yeah, that's a that's a big one right there because they're not going to be able to pay these stadiums off faster or yeah. they're either going to have to hike up the prices for mm. less people the players are going to have to take pay cuts or something. And that's what's been going on now that baseball hasn't started. And baseball plays a 162-game season here. Oh, wow. It started, and I think they're trying to start where they'll have 82 games. And they're asking players to take a pay cut. They've already cut a lot of the minor league players. Like, mm -hmm. they've already they just told them they can't play because they the, the money's not there. So, uh, yeah, that is that's, that's huge. <laughs> that is huge. The whole world yeah. is changing. And I think that's the most devastating thing about COVID is we don't know when it's going to stop. Mm -hmm. we, you know? we don't. And it seems like they don't even know or they won't tell us or a whole nother door. Completely. <laughs> it's, a it's a whole rabbit hole. You want to fall down. <laughs> you won't come out. Yeah, you won't come out. It's, just, it's too much. So as a sports fan... um. In South Africa, I know this, there is a huge sense of camaraderie between players, particularly in um, football or soccer. So like league, Premier League soccer, oh my Lord, if you are like a Man United, a, a Man United supporter and then there's an Arsenal Oak, they're going to fight each other on game nights. Or with rugby, you know, if you're a Blue Bull supporter and then there's a Shark, those are like the two, oh, no. <laughs> so there's this huge kind of sense of fellowship in South Africa here. So um, do you guys have the same kind of thing there in the States? And how has COVID-19, the isolation specifically, how has that affected the fans? Let me see. So do we have the camaraderie with the fans and the team? So with pro sports, I say there's a following, but I, I, I guess people follow the players more than the actual team. Back when I was younger, uh, in the 90s, teams, like, people followed their teams because usually the players stayed on those teams yeah. for their whole career. Now, these players hop around so much, so now fans are kind of loyal to the player instead of the team. But you okay. still have those out there that are diehard, diehard fans of these teams. But not to that extent. Um, in college football now, it's a little bit different. Um, <laughs> college football, it, it's it's... The college represents where you live, and a lot of these states don't have pro teams. So when it's college football or college basketball or college sports, like, that's – they feel like that's them. And um, it gets pretty – it gets pretty nasty. 
the the conversation between the two it gets pretty nasty so um right now like i said people are wanting college football back um you don't really see the the venomous stabs or anything like that but uh yeah they I, they just they wanting it to come back so they can you know feel that they feel like the passion has been taken away from them. the the hype the, the build up to the season because we've just been forced fed covid since last december so yeah it's insane yeah so and every day so you you know i don't see it as much and right now everyone's just hoping and praying that we can get back to that so we're we're still dark in the dark right now we we don't know what's yeah yeah so okay sorry this is just like a my curious question how long is a football match so football the game is 60 well 60 no each quarter is 12 minutes long so yeah 60 minutes 12 minutes only i thought they were like four hours long well <laughs> you have commercials and okay. timeouts and you know because the sponsors got to get their say in on the tv breaks and all that so yeah yeah, three, yeah watching the game at home well yeah about four hours long yeah my word and that's like every Friday night for some of these college kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a long, and so then all the build-ups. Yeah, it's a pretty, wow. Yeah, it's pretty long. I never even, never even thought about. Yes, my husband must try and make me watch rugby for four hours. I'll be like, no, no. <laughs> there's the couch. There's your bed for the night. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I can watch a college football game and and. The time doesn't even, like, oh, it's eight. Oh, it's 11. Um, but if I'm watching a, a, a pro game, I'm like, man, this clock needs to hurry up. This game needs to speed it up, guys. It's all the anticipation. <laughs> like, speed it up. So, but college sports, yeah, it, the time goes by. You don't even notice it. You don't even notice it. Okay, so who are your teams that you support? Um, a college school named Alabama, of course, where I was born. And then, um, hmm. so I, I do like hockey. I like hockey, pro hockey. Um, so I like the NHL, New York Rangers. Uh, I do follow um, the Premier League, Liverpool, but they've had some kind of crazy debacle towards the end of the season. I have no idea how they just collapsed. Uh, but Liverpool, I love Liverpool. Uh, that's about it, yeah, for the for those sports. I don't really, okay. The teams now, players just bounce around, so now you just you become loyal to a to a, a certain player. So, who are you loyal to? I, um, basketball player named Kevin Durant. Love Kevin Durant. He's like seven feet tall. He weighs like a hundred. He's like he's a walking stick, but he's he has he, he has so much skill. He can shoot. He's just his skill level for his height and what he's able to do on the basketball court is just amazing. So mm. I'm definitely a Kevin Durant. Okay, so if anybody follows you on Instagram, they'll be able to see that you're a pretty fit guy. So how has lockdown affected your day-to-day -day fitness routine? Well, before they, they just recently opened up the gyms two weeks ago. And before that, I was mentally like, it was wearing on me. Um, like it was, it was wearing on me. I, 
So I, I don't, I, I don't want to say I have like an anger issue, but I, I get angry. And um, for the past, what, three years, I've definitely been working on that. Uh, um, I think my family would say I'm definitely better and more approachable. Um, but during these, what, 66 days, I counted 66 days outside the gym, I had to really, like, keep it under wraps and under control and not show it. Because um, I, I, like I said, in my show, I, I tell people, it's okay to feel because we're going to feel things. Like you, you're going to, you're going to feel a certain way. You have, we all have emotions, but when we cross the line is when we start projecting those feelings and those emotions onto other people. It's not right. It's not fair. It's on, it's, it's on you to control that. And so I was definitely put to that test. And I, I feel like I can, I, I definitely controlled it a lot. I, like I said, it, it was rough. It was tough. The gym is like my escape to release all that. I like lifting heavy so that it's all that energy I can put into that. And I wasn't able to do that. So I spent a lot of, like, a lot of nights up to like one, two o'clock, then waking back up at five in the morning, five thirty in the morning because I couldn't sleep. I did just, uh, so yeah, that was the tough part. Trying to make, trying to have excellent self-control, practicing excellent, excellent self-control and patience. Yeah, no, I totally get you because we were um, very much the same. And I can relate to what you're saying quite a lot because I'm not an angry person, but I'm a depressive person. So, and sports for me, well, not sports per se, but exercise for me is a huge release for that because obviously I get the positive endorphins and everything. So for me, it was really important. It's really important to be an active person. And then when we were in stage five here in South Africa, we weren't even allowed outside. So trying to train up and down my stairs in my house to get fitness was very challenging mentally just to be like, come on, we could do it. <laughs> you know? So that for me has been one of the biggest things to kind of um, get over with the whole lockdown situation. So how have you found inspiration? Because you, you said you had to um, kind of like quell your anger and keep it in and, well, not keep it in, but just deal with it in a, in a healthier way. So what inspirations did you find getting you through through COVID, getting you inspired to work out, you know? So... Um I have a bag here that I uh, used to punch on or whatever, but um, that that got, I don't want to say it got boring, but I felt like it made me more aggressive. That didn't really wear me out or it didn't let it, I, I don't even know the words, but it, I felt like it made me more aggressive. So I had to stop that. But I feel like I found different things that I like doing, uh, coloring. I know that might sound ridiculous, but that's you know, amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was coloring, uh, reading. I turned off the TV, just sitting in silence and just thinking and a lot of self-evaluation, a lot of you know, like, you know what? I need to improve that. Just trying to, trying to make myself better and work on myself during these times. Uh, because like I said, you can sit there and let it eat you. And then you come out of this worse you know and and ready to tell your whole family part and just worse you know yeah. or you can 
try to improve yourself and you know come out of this stronger mentally i guess physically somehow but just knowing yourself and knowing your triggers and what can you know set you off and all that and i, I think i came out of that mentally i came out of that pretty good you just have to find different things to take your mind off and don't feed don't let the tv feed that negativity you know the nonsense mm -hmm. turn that off and do something else read color sit in silence and just have a conversation with yourself about things you maybe you don't like or maybe you haven't discovered that you don't like you know just having that honest conversation and i don't know it's it's a lot but you gotta do something. You can't sit yeah. there in front of the TV. <laughs> That's one yeah. thing. You can't sit there in front of the TV because this it, it can def it wears on you. Mm. So um, you've basically answered my last question I had for you. So thanks, Brian. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It was it was amazing. But so let's let's wrap things up with you telling me any fitness tips you've got for people like me who need to work out at home <laughs> well like i said oh uh, okay fitness tips for working out at home well start small you know you sometimes the biggest thing is like we have this idea you know what i'm going to do it and then we start out large for some reason instead of taking baby steps yeah like just automatically just jump into something and be like this is what i'm gonna do every day for seven days or whatever that's too much Start small, you know, when you started, say tomorrow I'm going to get up at this time and I'm going to do this. Do that twice a week. And then after you get used to that, you're like, no, I'm at it on another day. Well, I'm at up at 15 minutes. Just start off small and just take it day by day. When we start off big, trying to do something, we usually you know, like fall off that because it's too big. It's like a mountain. I can't do this. Yeah, yeah. Start off small and stick to it. So, like I get up at 5.30 every day. Consistency. Be consistent in, in it and just continue to do it. Small steps. Okay. Well, this was Brian Sales, guys, from the See Through It podcast. Um, Brian, I can see that you're wearing your own merch. You're wearing the See Through It cap. That's amazing. Let me know and let everybody know where to get your merch, where to find you. Come on, plug your podcast. All right. So, the merchandise, I'm right now. I'm in a standstill because I make all my stuff. Uh, oh, cool! Got my shirts and all that. I do all of that my own. I'm trying to get more, um, I guess, final or more equipment so I can get back into it. Because a lot of the stores, the store that I go to, they're on tight restrictions, so I don't have the patience to stand there for hours when I could be doing something else. So I'm waiting for the stores to open back up. But right now. Uh, if people want to purchase anything, just email me at seethroughitpodcast at gmail.com. I have t-shirts. Uh, I do. I have two brands, the See Through It shirts and my Warrior Collection, which is a nod to my, my veterans, uh, to my time in service. You can follow me on Twitter at seethroughit1, seethroughit1, like the number one, not the, so the one. Yeah. Not O-N-E. <laughs> numeric one <laughs> <laughs> yeah right and then uh, i'm on instagram follow me at brian sales uh, brian b-r-i-a-n-s-a-i-l-e-s -E facebook if you want to support the facebook page facebook.com backslash s-t-i-p 
O-D-C-A-S-T, C-A-S-T. Give that page a like and a follow and, you know, join the conversation. I have also have a YouTube channel, but I don't have a custom URL yet. So if you want to, you can just YouTube search See Through It Podcast and all my videos because I do a live show and I do the audio. So, but yeah, just come and join the conversation and see if you like what I'm saying. Like, I'm all about self-improvement, starting with myself and telling people about my journey to becoming a better person in life. Okay, so that's awesome. So guys, if you want to hang out with me during the week, get in touch. Instagram is six underscore minute underscore abs. Twitter is six minute abs. Hit me up on Gmail with six minute abs at gmail.com or go check out my blog, which is six minute abs.com. But Brian, it's been such a pleasure having you. So thank you and bye. <laughs> bye.